have a special guest tonight, a concerned citizen, and he is going by the name Deep Cough. Greetings, gentlemen. Welcome, Deep Cough. How are hey, you doing? Welcome to the podcast. <clears throat> Hi, I'm doing well. I've got some questions about the last couple of years, what exactly happened, but uh, other than that, I, I would say I'm doing well tonight. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, yeah. Darius, how are you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, you know. Just working? <laughs> no, I, I went on a trip. And that was oh fun. yeah, you could talk Went about that. Shit. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, it was fun. I enjoyed the drive down there. The weather wasn't the greatest, but you know, it's all good. It was rainy and shit. Right. I usually like that kind of stuff, but lately I've been into the sunny weather. So, You're trying to have a smile on your face. Yeah. Also, you know, <clears throat> trying I got to get like the... a leak in my car, so I'm not really trying to trying to have the oh, best yeah. scenarios go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna see if we any movies. Any anybody seeing any cool movies? Any entertainment shit going on? Playing any video games? What's up? I saw the whale, but I think I already talked about that. Yeah, I, I think saw, you did. I saw New World recently. Uh, oh, sorry, not New World. Strange. Strange World. world on, yeah. Strange World on Disney Plus. In the first ten minutes, that turned out to be globalist propaganda. So that was. <laughs> other than that, other than that, all good in the hood. I haven't seen it, but Thomas Darius told me it was really good. So it is, it is really good, well, but the first yeah. ten minutes there, they pretty much check off every box there as far as globalist propaganda schemes. It's really, it's worth a watch there. It actually it ruined one of my, uh, it, it ruined a, a critical experience for me in the first ten minutes there. But uh, it's definitely <sighs> out. Just uh, coming out of the gate strong. Very strong. <laughs> I mean, that's what they want, right? I mean, that's that's how they got to handle it. I mean, that's kind of what we're even doing tonight, right? However, I did see a double feature. I saw Fear and I saw Infinity Pool, and both of those were really cool. So, uh, well, Fear was okay, but Infinity Pool was pretty cool. I'm a I'm a fan of Alexander Skarsgård now. So, and I did download uh, Dead Space, so I'll be playing that pretty soon. The original like the one. The, uh, the they remastered it. Nice. And uh, all the ratings say it's the best remastered game. It, they say it, it beats Resident Evil too. So, really, yep. And they're saying that how good this one is. They're really, and I know they're from different like uh, designers and everything, and producers, and just different companies. But they are saying that uh, people are super excited for Resident Evil Four now, just because how good Dead Space is. And they uh, changed the ending. They gave like a either a surprise ending or something in it. I, I don't know. I, I haven't played it yet, so I, I didn't want to look it up either. But I know it's supposed to connect into a new sequel. So, see, I only played the first one when it came out years ago. Yeah, um, that game was awesome. Yeah, I think I, I could honestly probably revisit a remaster. Uh, it'd, it'd probably be fresh now. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely going. I can't wait to get into it. So yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and jump right into things uh, because this topic is, uh, you know, it could be fun, but it could be also. Uh, you know, it probably needs to be taken a little more serious than what we think it is. Uh, today, we're okay. talking about the Spars Pandemic Playbook, which a lot of people may not know what it is, or people already know what it is because it has been on the internet for a minute. <clears throat> but that is what we're here to talk about. And this concerned citizen knows more than I do about it, and more than probably anybody else I really talk about it. And this is. Uh, probably because he is a Reddit warrior. <laughs> but yeah, I, 
I've 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 become an avid redditor over the uh, during the pandemic. I take my financial advice from Reddit. Uh, I get my news from Reddit, and I uh, I get my opinions about the pandemic from Reddit as well. Uh, but no, this is I, I do agree that this is something that's. I mean, looking at it, I think everybody. I mean, there, there's something to look at. At this point, it's obvious that the pandemic that this this has been in the works for a while now. There's there's all these scenarios that. Uh, that the Center for Health Security is that they've been getting to, you know, together and working on. And these all have these traditional, like, typical patterns uh, that we, you know, that we saw in our pandemic that we had. Uh, everything, it, it, it can almost look like they predicted it. But everything, like, sorry, completely spaced on. It's all good. So, like, everything, basically, from how they... Uh, the initiation, right? Like how it even yeah, began, it's, there, all the way till similarities. Yeah, it's, it's it's a frightening amount of similarities. It's it's something that again, it looks like they've been rehearsing now multiple times over for years and years, and and like the similarities are, it's pretty damning. And if you go to the website and read it for yourself, now they've given it a disclaimer that basically says along the lines of, "Hey, we recognize there are similarities between our scenarios that in our simulations and the current pandemic, and we promise there's nothing more than that." Well, and not only called... that, but in the actual playbook that was made in 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. It it had this disclaimer. And uh, deep cough if you would if you would read this disclaimer. Yeah, absolutely. I think moving forward, before we uh, before we go any further, we should read the disclaimer as well. Uh, so, of course, anything about the sparse pandemic, of course, uh, page six of the uh, of the sparse pandemic, you'll find this before you actually get into it. Uh, so this is a hypothetical scenario designed to illustrate the public health risk communication challenges that could potentially emerge during a naturally occurring infectious disease outbreak requiring development and distribution of novel and or investigational drugs, vaccines, therapeutics, and or, mother, uh, and or other medical countermeasures. Uh, the infectious pathogen, medical countermeasures, characters, news media excerpts, social media posts, and government agency responses described herein are entirely fictional. Or, or as they as they claim uh, it's fictional but it's right. again compared to what actually happened i mean the similarities there every single uh scenario that they ran it's it's really similar it's to a point like you you got to expect that these guys are either psychic or that you know the other options maybe they had prior knowledge possibly right. okay <clears throat> yeah no i mean i don't know i'm i'm one of the ones that i'm on the table I'm looking at well. I'm I'm looking at everything on the table, right? Like I'm looking. I'm trying to gather all the information. I don't think we'll ever get all the information, Absolutely but uh, be as open-minded as possible. Yeah, I mean that's how I am with it. I'm just as open-minded right. as possible, and I liked that we have an unbiased platform where we can talk about this stuff. Of so, course. and that we're in a country where we are able to uh, to have these conversations. Hopefully, right? Yeah, we'll Hopefully. see. <laughs> we'll see. So yeah, uh, so let's get started. <laughs> cool. Uh, where do you right. uh, where do you want to begin? Right at the very beginning with the uh, yeah. with the scenario. Like, what was the purpose of the scenario? So the purpose, uh, as as they claim on the surface, what they ran it for is to uh, to be prepared in the event that something like this ever happened. And that's on the surface that seems innocent enough. That that sounds like it's our government looking out for us. But that should be a red flag right there. Your government, like, it's just that that feels weird to say as our government looking out for us. It's just hard to think of our government having our best interests in mind at any point. 
Um, but yeah, so the point of the uh, of the sparse pandemic scenario, uh, it's a the Center for Health Security is what they are. They're, they're a think tank. Uh, they just that this is what they do. They think about these scenarios and they try to they put their best and brightest on it to be prepared for it. Uh, mm -hmm. to, to make sure if we do ever face this, that, you know, again, we're prepared for it. Uh, so in this case, uh, they meet in October 2017, and uh, they run a, a, a scenario for a, uh, it's an influenza pandemic. Uh, but again, the similarities between this pandemic and the actual pandemic that we had, it's, it, it doesn't look like it's something that they were really prepared for. It's, it, it comes off more as something that they rehearsed for because the, the similarities between how they control social media, information, the way it's distributed, uh, it's, it, again, it seems like it's something that has been prepared for for the last five years. So this, uh, the, the sparse pandemic is an influenza pandemic because I thought it was a SARS pandemic. So, yeah, sorry, uh, correct me. So that's, uh, so no, it is a uh, it's a uh, novel coronavirus. It is a, right. uh, it's the South uh, Saint Paul Acute uh, Respiratory Syndrome. It looks like the sparse pandemic. At the time, we were preparing for uh, for an influenza pandemic. Sorry, I got mixed up there. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, no it worries. Is a, uh, it is a novel coronavirus in the uh, right. Yeah, uh, they started at the beginning of the flu season, which is also influenza. And right. for people that do not know, yes, coronavirus and influenza may seem very similar. However, they are different. They are two yeah. different viruses. Yeah. So um, again, uh, I mean, the bits between the coronavirus and then again what they had in uh, the sparse pandemic, and then compared to the flu, in either case, they're very, very similar. They have the same yeah. locality. They have the same symptoms in both their scenario and what we actually had. You would have people getting the flu and not even know it because the news is telling them that these symptoms are, you know, COVID or, or in mm -hmm. this case, you know, spars. Uh, but it turned out that, again, it's it's just the typical flu, uh, which you know everybody gets every year. Right. So right. I guess that would tie in with the inflated numbers. Yeah, and they t actually touch on that in the sparse pandemic scenario. That's a fun one. That's actually I, I think that's like chapter three. We're, we're going to get into this a little bit uh, more in detail, but um, uh, they actually go into the uh, the overinflated numbers with the uh, uh, based off of the flu specifically. It's and the proximity to flu season, it's its crazy how, uh, again, how similar to our own pandemic it actually played out. So mm -hmm. similar to a point where, you know, again, it seems more like a rehearsal for a coming event than preparation for a coming event. Right. So do you think, so you actually do think that this whole, uh, this program, this exercise, you do think it was intended for, uh, in a sense, like, for less of better terms, evil, do you think like this was intended to actually become a thing? Or do you think that this was intended to uh, make our health organizations a little bit more aware of what could happen? Because I mean, even though you and I are pretty, um, I would say, new to the uh, bigger pandemic picture, right? Especially like what's happened in the last couple of years, we've never experienced that before. And we've also never, I, I would say for a couple of generations, have never experienced that. Uh, it seems like to me since like the 1920s, right, with the Spanish flu, you don't think that this is something that our governments should be working towards so that we can be ready for a bigger pandemic or one that does take more lives? 
you know what in a perfect world absolutely 100 percent, yes and right. that's what I, I would i would love to believe is that in this case this is an example of our government diligently working together and and they had a scenario a preparation that's so specific to what actually played out that that's indicative of them you know being on top of things with our best interest in mind but again this is uh, this is our government i mean you look at the last I mean, I don't know, 70 years, it's, it, they're not really, they don't have really a good track record here with our best interest in mind. And like, you know, they're like the seventies, we're going to stop doing this. The eighties, we're going to stop doing this. Nineties, we don't do that anymore. Two thousands, we don't do that anymore. You really think they stopped doing that? You know, now it's no, of course not. They're still, you know, fucking with everyday humans. And I, this, I, I think this is another example of it. But I do think it's multifaceted. I do think uh, that this, I, I mean, in, in regards to our pandemic, I think it was a training exercise at the end of the day. I think it was, they, they ran a test. I, they've been running simulations with tabletop exercises like the Spars pandemic for the last five years. COVID was the actual practical test. They wanted to see how people would react, how people would spread the information, react to disinformation. They wanted to see how people would handle the lockdowns. They wanted to see how business would handle all of this. I think this was the test for the real one. Will the real one ever happen? I don't know. If it does happen, you can again rest assured that it was planned beforehand. Uh, but I, I, I think that this, uh, everything that we've seen so far has just been rehearsal for either possibly the what ifs. Maybe they are just trying to be prepared just in case. But again, you'd, that would be implying that the government has our best interest, you know, in mind, which, which I'm skeptical about. Um, or uh, the other, which is that they're, uh, they're preparing for a future event, which um, again, in these tests, uh, the viruses that they're dealing with have a significantly higher death count than what we dealt with with COVID. Uh, not to get too far off topic right here, but uh, speaking of something happening in the future, do you remember about like 20, probably like late 2020 when uh, the rumor was going around that the pandemic and the anything that's coming with it was all caused so that when an alien invasion does happen, that we would be able to survive? Like whatever... Uh, no. Space bearing diseases they would bring. Like, did you like? Is that something that you guys remember? In this, yeah, the, I sort our, of. In the conspiracy bit. subreddits, yeah, that's they, they're still talking <laughs> the about things like stuff. that. <laughs> it's, dude, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good information in there. There's a lot of fun information in there, as, as I would call that. Uh, but yeah, that's I I I, I think that's a lot of hooey. I, I right, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny. Like I don't know, that that was just one of those thoughts that came out of my head. So uh, this takes place in the year 2025, right? This uh situation, the near future, right? The near future. So how does uh, we can you know we can actually talk about uh the similarities between our own pandemic and this, you know, there's, there's no reason not to like, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it, it's laid right out in front of us. There's no reason why we should not talk about it. Um, right. So this started all at a time, um, uh, you know, like during, I want to say, what was it like mid October? Uh, January. In, so uh, in this, uh, in the uh, scenario, it starts in January. Uh, our own pandemic also started in January as well. Well, right, but the early symptoms and everything started in mid-October of 2025. 
Oh, so, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's that's correct. Sorry. I, th- I again yeah. thought you were talking about our... Uh, our well, even there. when it comes to our own, uh, it started relatively early, especially in Wuhan and October, I right? No, or, November, I think, is when they started. November? Like, uh, okay. When the first couple cases started popping out there. Uh, and then through December, again, it was just a random... You know, right. November. But I mean, we were pretty aware of it because actually we started uh, Blue Room Insight... January 1st of 2020, and on our first episode, we actually talk about COVID-19 happening. Yeah, so at that point, I mean, I, it was in the uh, it was in the uh, general it was a, discourse, but right. it wasn't nearly what it uh, you know what it had become. Well, I mean, we could. Become. I mean, if we if we go ahead and look at this as uh, let's say like not planned, right? Let's take the let's let's take the. The, the high road on this one and say that our <laughs> government didn't plan this out. Um, I mean, they were just underprepared. They, they did not think this, they did not take it serious at all, which however, though, like myself included, I did not either. Um, uh, even knowing people that died of COVID-19, I still kind of don't take it as serious as I should. However, you know, I take my vitamins and get as much sunlight as I can, but like, you know, like I try to take care of myself in that sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not too big. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but I don't typically get the flu shot and I don't, and I did not receive the uh, COVID vaccine. Uh, not necessarily, not, you know, just because like, I was like, eh, not really. Like I, I wasn't, I just kind of, you know, in, in my area and mine and Darius's area, it didn't really affect us here in North Carolina it on didn't. this side of North Carolina. Didn't, didn't, we didn't stop work at all. Yeah, like I mean, it it wasn't as crazy. I was actually as telling Chloe about world. that. She she yeah. didn't believe me. It's like, yeah, we no, didn't stop work at all. And she was like, wait, you never had to like nope. actually stop. Nope, we never so. stopped work. Uh, deep cough. I know that you're down in uh, the Gatorland. Gatorland. So, what I mean, what was it like for you at those beginning couple months? So I, uh, I actually, I, I'm kind of glad I got to experience a little bit of, uh, both worlds, heavy lockdown and, uh, the opposite of that Florida. Right. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, that first month there, uh, March, I actually ended up going up to New York, uh, for the first, uh, several months of the pandemic. So that was, so I got to actually see the stark difference between how, uh, states were handling it compared to Florida, ultimately Florida handling it in a preferable manner. Uh, the difference being in New York, uh, everyone rule is like, it, it just, it felt like a completely different country. There's masks everywhere. Everybody's not fucking around. Uh, six feet is like, you get within that bubble, like, you know, that, that might as well be a crime against humanity. Did and you see news, that South Park episode where, where Cartman was like, six feet? Yeah, no, <laughs> in all, so... I have to admit, in the beginning of the pandemic, there that's that's kind of that's not how I was, but that's how I wanted to be. Was I because I I'm naturally just a little I don't, don't want to say I'm antisocial, but I like my space and I like my you're a little dick, huh? Yes, you're just a little you're just a little cock. So when you know they they said that you know we could stay home and you know you had to stay six feet away from people and like finally strangers stopped breathing on me. So in all seriousness, I was kind of excited about that. Um, but no, uh, so in New York, seriously, uh, the news was different. Everything was so hardcore and fear-based. They're telling you, you go outside, you're going to die. You're going to kill grandma. Like it was, it was insane. And then yeah. I leave after, you know, driving around Central Park with nobody there. I had a fun time in New York. 
come uh, come down to Florida, and it's it's like the pandemic did it just isn't there. Like there's no pandemic at all. Nobody's talking about it. Works as normal. Nobody's masking up. It's like it just didn't fucking happen in the first place at all. They and you went to spring break down. too, didn't you? During I, I that. Lived I lived, I lived down here, so yeah. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's a thing that you did, like, that you talked about, like, during that first time, because you know, like, really strict all the other states were being, and then Florida was like, yeah, you come to here. So <laughs> when, come uh, on. So those, come on down. Uh, those kinds of come videos and things like that. You got alligators. That, yeah, that uh, that that was probably the fuck because again, the uh, the pandemic really started March, uh, and that's typically when spring break happens. Those mm-hmm. videos that you saw are probably from 2021, uh, when, you know, again, the rest of the country, the northern half, the uh, Democratic half, you know, that are still full-blown pandemic. Uh, down here in Florida, you know, you just see pictures of spring breakers and nobody's dying. Like, it's just, you know, it's life goes on like it's not even happening. And that's another thing to, to really look at here is, uh, for the most part, Again, you know, we we don't lock down the world, the economy, the country for the fucking flu. This had the pretty comparable, like a pretty comparable uh, score sheet for lethality. It just doesn't how we handled our our response to this just just fucking baffles me. Okay, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I think it was definitely handled poorly. Uh... It was definitely the beginning was uh, pretty jumbled up. It was it, honestly there was a point where it, it felt like uh, there was like miscommunication. There was people that were on the inside. If this really was an inside job, and then you can see the actual confusion on people on the outside. Like what the fuck's going on here? And then every you yeah, know they're like, oh, out like nothing. a movie. Yeah, like it kind of did. Um, yeah, but it also just felt like one big simulation. <laughs> like, I feel like that too. It didn't feel like it was real. Like, but it just honestly, felt like, so it felt so like fictional. Like what was happening, you know? With like everybody had to be inside, and but I would even say that like sometimes, like I feel like I, you know, just we're already living kind of like in a simulation, right? Like every day feels right. that way. It was just, it was like, it was a, it was a shock, especially because I just got out of high school too. So it was like, <laughs> it was insane, dude. It was, yeah. So. Uh, th- again, kind of going back, we did get a little off topic there. Uh, going back to mid October twenty twenty five, it does seem that uh, there are some people. They get a couple. Uh, you know, they're sick. Um, they in this simulation, uh, they were members of the first. Baptist Church of St. Paul in Minnesota, uh, which actually, uh, and this is just off of memory, I, I do not know for sure, but in America, was um, was ground zero for us, like COVID ground zero, was it Chicago? No, uh, so it was, uh, I actually believe it was Washington State. Um, okay, so like that, was, yeah. Was a guy who had just recently come back from um, China. Okay. Uh, international flights, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that was actually our ground zero was West Coast. Mm. I, okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. I, I kind of knew it was one of the northern, like, border states, but I just couldn't tell. I couldn't remember. I, I For some reason, I remember Chicago. Maybe Chicago was some a city early on that was affected by it, like, pretty hard. I just, I can't remember. Anyways. I, I think Chicago is, I... I remember correctly that that might be event 201 uh is where it, it kicks off 
Oh, you know, that'd be really interesting because I'm, I, you know, that's something that I'll look into another time. Uh, hold on, make a quick note just to make sure that I don't forget because I'm pretty sure something happened pretty earlier on in the pandemic in Chicago. I can't remember why. I don't know. Again, I don't know if it was because of how severe, uh, they got like infected by it or whatnot, but for some reason I remember, uh, like trying to not necessarily be funny, but correlate a thing. There was something about a crypt. We talk about cryptids on the show and uh, Mothman was at subject. And we were talking about the Chicago Mothman sightings. And mm-hmm. I think I said something about like COVID having some early, maybe it was early mutations. I don't know, something with COVID in Chicago, but like, I was like, Oh, maybe that's why Mothman's there. But uh, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. So uh, the deaths. Uh, there were three deaths, and it was again back in mid October 2025. Uh, they two of them were church members, and they uh, were going on a missionary trip to the Philippines. Uh, they were uh, providing relief to a flood that was happening in the region, and then the other one, because there was three. Uh, was a mother of a church member who also traveled. So it was a relative that was close to somebody that was probably in contact with them. And, you know, all that fun stuff happened. So the beginning of this actually starts off with healthcare uh, providers, just doctors, nurses, all that initially guessing that they died from influenza, the seasonal flu. Right. So that's how that starts off, which is actually relatively close to how our starts off. Right. I, I, again, it's the, the exact same symptoms, and that, that comes into play later on uh, and continues to come into play, and that's still one of my favorite things to bring up is the, the flu statistics during the pandemic. You're not allowed to look at those, but if you take a look, you know, it kind of changes your opinion about some of these numbers. Well, there's um, no data for like two years, so... There's data, it's just it doesn't make sense, because what it says is that for the first time in the history of ever, nobody died from from the flu, and that can't possibly be true, and yet it is. Well, uh, on a totally hypothetical situation, right? So in this situation right here, this scenario that we're talking about, they actually used uh, flu tests. Uh, Later on, they do things that they uh, typically correlate with influenza to see if it would affect sparse in in any way, kind of like we did as well. But do you not think that all this early kind of like jumping on this boat and everybody's kind of getting all these flu shots or maybe these like extra kind of, I don't know, maybe going out there, just people are more prepared by getting their actual flu shot a year because most people I know personally don't get one. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. Like, I, a lot of people, I, like, I don't, I think I might know three. <laughs> three people. And, I mean, like, I have tons of employees and I have, like, Skipper all this stuff. One? So, like, I have no chance. Uh, no, I don't think he does. Um, not because he's against it. I think it's yeah, because he, he's just too lazy to get he one. He just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he kind of stays at his house. Like, yeah. he goes to work and he goes home and he plays D&D on Wednesdays. Uh, so... Simple I, I, kind of man. Yeah, simple man. Simple Jack, right? So <laughs> so I don't I don't like I don't know, like do you think you don't think like any of these kind of helped prevent maybe the next influenza season or uh 
and this is just me trying to be you know a devil's advocate here this isn't something that i personally believe but it's something that i feel like you got to also take a look at right like maybe everybody freaking out about covid really kind of did slightly stop uh influenza from happening now again i no i don't think that happened uh but i mean us discussing it and who knows maybe something will come to light and maybe i you know you never know like just just a free flow right like yeah so these are things that have to be brought up let let me ask you this so if the reason that the uh that the, the flu deaths and the flu numbers were low was because of all the stuff that was happening during covid why were there covid deaths why were there covid numbers shouldn't those numbers also be low because they have the same transmission so i thought about that and again these are two different viruses right so they're going to react differently to whatever is given to that person and obviously the people depending on themselves as well so what if the early stuff that we were giving people had nothing to do with covid had nothing to do with a coronavirus and instead it was our flu shit that we were just trying to give the people to lower down the paranoia and to try to get people uh, somewhat better, like, you know, back on track, like becoming comfortable outside, becoming comfortable around people, uh, trying to, uh, I'm sure a big one is trying to get them back to fucking work. Uh, you know, just these certain things. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me none if somebody went and got a COVID vaccine and it, they turned around and next thing you know, they were like, yeah, it was the this year's influenza vaccine. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of few, uh, there's a lot of things to uh, to unpack there. So first of all, those early therapeutics, things like that, uh, those, I mean, those are things that, again, are shown clinically to work and be effective for treating viral illnesses. And those are things that, again, in the beginning of the pandemic, people were using uh, and it's to some, uh, some excess. It's just later when the uh, when the vaccine came out, those kinds of therapeutics were shelved in favor of something that was marketed as a cure um but uh again in regards to the um uh specifically to um to the spars pandemic all all of these things here that that again that right now we're just free-floating ideas uh, about our current pandemic uh covid19 you you could easily replace that with spars and again all of those things would be accurate and relevant about the spars pandemic and i think that's one of the important things there is again how many similarities there were between our pandemic and the spars pandemic again we could just be two fictional characters in the spars pandemic talking about this fictional event that happened to us and it completely translate over to the COVID pandemic yeah no, i think you answered that pretty well uh uh going back real quick because I was just thinking of uh, vaccines and then also just your place like on the map, right? So earlier I was saying, and you were also saying that like North Carolina and Florida, we didn't really, you know, it felt like it really wasn't here. Uh, Do you think that is because of our warmer climate? And maybe this is another reason why I never really cared to get a flu shot was because I live in North Carolina. It doesn't, the average, during the winter time, it's still fucking 58 degrees. So like... (laughs) So human dude. <laughs> so the flu doesn't uh, necessarily come from cold weather uh, first, but um, I don't think it came from cold weather. But I was more saying, wouldn't it be more? Uh, I don't know. Like typically, it's it's, it's uh, so it spreads 
more, I guess, like during the winter and stuff. No. That's like when the season is. No, no, no. So, so the illness isn't real. All right. It's just the reaction to it. And again, the reason you didn't see that in these Southern States is because of who's in charge of them. Uh, so in, in all seriousness, it doesn't matter where you went in the country, who was governor, who, who was what the, who was, how many were vaccinated. It doesn't fucking matter. It was, it was comparable. It, every, every state you looked at, it's the same numbers, the same percentages. It doesn't matter. Everything's roughly the same, give or take a few, a few people. Uh, the only difference was again was how your state was um, how your state was run during the pandemic, how it was operated, how your news operated. Those were the differences, and those were the differences I saw between New York and Florida. In Florida, again, it's like the pandemic just didn't happen. Nobody was talking about it. Nobody, you just go to the store. Nobody's masked up. Nobody's six feet apart. Everybody's just you know, people are on the beach having a good time flip back over to new york and it's like ghost town and you know, fifty thousand people used to live here now it's a ghost town and you can't walk around through you know the whole city of not seeing anybody uh it's 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 and the only difference is just how the leadership told the people what to do like that's that's the only difference and other than that again that was the only difference it's not like people got more sick in one state versus the other is all the same. Okay. Yeah. No. So going back to the St. Paul acute respiratory syndrome, which is Sorry. what they dubbed SPARS, by the way, uh, we're going to call it SPARS. Like we're just going to keep it SPARS. But I did want to say that because at one point during uh, present day, <laughs> uh, which again, not trying to piss anybody off or trigger anybody, but like we did call it the Wuhan virus, right? So oh, yeah. <laughs> what um, that was a pretty similar take on that. And when I was actually reading that, I was like, yeah, I mean, I get that. And I, I get why other viruses are called, you know, like what they are, like the swine flu or fucking uh, Spanish flu or anything like that. Just like if if a if we had if it was ground zero for St. Paul acute respiratory syndrome or, you know, if that if that happened at St. Paul. I would probably, I mean, I would probably call it the fucking shorter version, Spars, but like I would call it that, right? Uh, it is kind of weird how people got real weird about Wuhan real fast. Yeah, well, um, do you think, uh, my, but like, my thing is, I don't think it had to do anything with the people of China or uh, anything like that. Or, I think that was everything to do with it. I think people. No, I think it was more towards. People, they didn't want people searching up what was in Wuhan. I really do. The Wuhan really? Institute of Virology is, is what you're referring to. Is Am I right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that, that might have something to do with it. Uh, you, you mean Fauci's place of employment is what you're referring to. Yeah, a little bit. There was just something about it. Like, I felt like I felt like that was a little weird. And, and, and there was a point where typically I'm all about... Uh, you know, I totally believe that when the government does shit, they're always trying to divide us and stuff. And that's why, like, this became a racial thing almost instantly. And I was just like, no, nah, no, nah, that was too fast. Like, that was such a weird moment that happened. I was like, there's something more. And I just noticed that anytime I wanted to find out something earlier on in the podcast, uh, like, 
early days of the podcast, especially when we were just doing weird news segments and we talked about it. Uh, at the beginning, we, we called it COVID-19, but we definitely kept talking about how it came from Wuhan and how we talked about Wuhan and things that were in Wuhan. So like, that's one of those things where I'm just like, huh, I wonder if that is a reason why we changed it so fast was to keep the Google searches low. You know what I mean? To keep, and then obviously Google probably could have had their hand in it and just been like, nick that anyways. But you know what I mean? Like that's one of those things that I think that would have got people asking questions and this kind of made it, it, instead of people asking questions, they made each other fight over what the fuck it was called. (laughs) Yeah. And then they threw Trump in the mix, uh, calling it the Wuhan flu. Uh, yeah, there's, they do, it's, again, it seems so, like, on every possible, uh, facet that is something that's prepared for, it only meant to divide, uh, divide and confuse us. So, I, uh, I mean, possible reasons for, you know, steering away from the Wuhan flu, one, again, the race thing, uh, xenophobia, trying to, you know, you don't want people hating on the Asians just because that's where the, you know, pandemic came from. And obviously yeah. that's, you know, that's not cool. Yeah, um, I mean, that, well, that's another thing out of this whole thing. Like if you, if you see, uh, I did start noticing just a lot of like se- uh, segregation between everybody. Like everything started becoming, you, I don't know. A like, lot of videos of Asian hate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like during that time, I'm just Propaganda. like, I, you know, Propaganda. I, yeah, I just, I, that shit All sucks. I, yeah. And that's, again, the reason being is just one to distract you, keep you occupied. And then, like, you're only being shown the most extreme cases of anything in the, in the world other, you know, other than what's actually happening behind the scenes. And it's just to keep you occupied. And unfortunately, we as humans, we're incredibly entertained by racism and racist acts of violence for whatever reason. It really captivates us. And it's so... It's so unfortunate, but the uh, our government has figured that out, and they uh, they they played the shit out of that during the pandemic. And everybody on a uh, up. on a separate tangent right here, uh, I finished Starry Messengers from Neil deGrasse Tyson the other day, and basically all it's about is uh, a situation where aliens were looking down on us from above and kind of judging us in a sense and i don't know it was just one of those things it was pretty like well yeah why don't other people believe in this and and it was like talking about it, it talked about race and how like there's just one race it's the human race and then but like it talked about like a whole bunch of other i don't know neil i like neil degrasse tyson i know that he had some some problems come up in the past with some shit i hope that shit wasn't true but like i don't know he just seems like he seems like that scientist that just did not fucking sell out and he just tells you the truth of what science is, and I and I like that. I love that. And he doesn't really sugarcoat it, Plus but he makes it sound most. good. So going back to the beginning of the outbreak, the very beginning for the sparse pandemic, right? Okay, so uh, for the beginning of the sparse pandemic, again, I I'm going to refer to this probably a lot like it took pl- uh, look like it took place in the past. However, it is set in the future. It's the near future. Uh, so this kicks off in October of 25, um, and immediately again the symptoms uh, they mirrored the flu. Uh, this is a uh, this is 
so again, this is something that we see in the beginning with our own pandemic is the similarities to the flu. Um, I, I'm going to read directly from the uh, uh, from the scenario itself here. So, but in the beginning of the sparse pandemic, uh, due to the similarity of the flu, uh, the sparse fatalities again these were these were largely overinflated. Uh, this there were confusion uh, among the general public about the lethality of the sparse due to it having the same survival rate as the flu. That's something that we see in our own pandemic. Uh, is that I, again one? It, and this is something I'd love to talk about is the lack of flu deaths during the pandemic. But again, one, the pan, our, our pandemic starts during flu season. The sparse pandemic starts during flu seasons. Deaths are overinflated during the sparse tan, uh, pandemic because all these normal flu deaths are being written up as sparse deaths. That's something that if you say happened in our pandemic, you're banned from social media. And I think that's at this point, I, everybody kind of accepts that this really happened. And, and it's important to recognize that that did happen. Um, but uh, so this this leads to confusion among the young folks because they have in this sparse pandemic a 99.6% survival rating. That's something that we see similar with the COVID pandemic is that it just didn't affect young people at all. Uh, this was mostly lethal in the 65 and up population, uh, just like in the sparse pandemic. Uh, in the beginning, everybody was originally shown, uh, in the sparse pandemic, they were originally shown the worst case scenarios. This is, again, because the news, that's how it works. That's what people click on. That's what people want to watch. So they were only shown the most severe examples. Uh, these were people requiring ventilators, hypoxia. But again, this wasn't indicative of most people who actually had the spars, uh, who had spars. Uh, most people who had it were, were fine. It was flu-like symptoms. And again, that's something that you see mirrored with, uh, with COVID is in the beginning, you remember you were, you were shown people, you know, you were shown on Facebook, people like hooked up to tubes and machines, wires coming out of them, people dying, saying, you know, you know, this was the worst thing that could have ever happened to them. But then, you know, your, your coworker got COVID and, and they were back at work the next day, like, like nothing happened and it was fine. So uh, again, for most people, 99 point whatever percent, it was, it, it was a completely normal experience it was a regular seasonal flu which again flu disappeared for two years so let's take that into account uh anyway uh so for the spars pandemic uh that 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 kind of churns for about two months similar to our pandemic authorization uh with synbio that's exactly what we saw with our own manufacturers uh and again this is what protected them from liability in the event that the uh that the vaccine turned out to not quite be so good for you as predicted uh, and again, that's that's something that we saw with our own pandemic. Those are those are similarities, and we're at this point we're only on page uh, page what eight nine out of seventy something. Uh, it's just constant Ooh. similarities from the very beginning. Right uh, now, with the um, you know how in the spars uh, outlook it was from the animal uh, vaccine. Do you think that? Like, does it have any any connection with ivermectin? No. So I I and I looked uh, I've looked at this a few times in it's not really touched in uh, in event two hundred one and it's possibly touched in with the sparse pandemic uh, later on. Uh, there's uh, it like comes about on social media where people are using old antibiotics and people are taking these and their antibiotics, obviously it's not an antiviral, but they're still, it's triggering an immune response, 
which is in then turn kind of treating the viral uh, symptoms. Uh, that, that happens. Uh, that possibly is a, um, you know, a, a mirror for what we saw with our own pandemic. But in all seriousness, what I think happened with ivermectin, I, I think that was, I, I, at least I want to think that was a surprise for the, uh, for, for the puppeteers. Uh, <laughs> because right. the, the memes that you saw pop up overnight, those were so inorganic. Those weren't natural <laughs> memes. Like it was like overnight, just all of a sudden you, you, you open your fucking Reddit, your Facebook, your Instagram one morning. All of a sudden it's just horse paste, horse paste, horse paste. <laughs> I didn't even know what ivermectin was. And all of a sudden I'm just horse paste. I'm like, all right, this is obviously inorganic. This is clearly propaganda. You go to the accounts for posting them. It's obviously bought accounts. And like, I'm like, all right, why am I seeing this? And it's because somebody wisened up, somebody discovered that if you take ivermectin, no, duh, obviously it's an anti-parasite, but it triggers an immune response, which in turn then helps combat uh, coronavirus. They were right. And I'll show you the fucking CDC article right now. They were right. It turns out they were, they were actually, they fucking nailed it. They were right. It does work. Uh, but uh, they weren't prepared for that because they needed you to believe that the vaccine was your only fucking hope. That was your only salvation. You had to take the vaccine. So I think, I think they got a, again a think tank. They they fucking scrambled overnight. They burned the midnight oil and they had they had their best their their best and brightest crank out a few memes overnight and and then they they called it horse paste because you'd have to be you'd have to be a fucking retard to take horse paste. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you're and you're not an idiot, right? You you wouldn't take horse paste. Obviously, this is meant for animals. You can't take this, you dummy. Don't take this. Don't listen to these people. And it was it was so forced. It was so inorganic. Like, and and people just bought it right up. They're like, huh? These 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 Nazis taking horse paste. You know, hay is for horses. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, uh, to me, I just thought of, okay, animal, animal, like that was the correlation right there. No, but in that, in that specific regard, and sorry if I, uh, if I, if I go too off topic there, but again, in that, I don't think there was any uh, correlation there. I think in this scenario, it just, it was a modified horse stock, uh, was not horse stock, uh, livestock vaccine. Uh, and then just in our own pandemic, they, uh, they tried mRNA for the first time and they needed, they needed a really big test and they got it. Well, yeah, that is a that is a conspiracy out there amongst the crowds. So no, we're, conspiracy, a conspiracy cry. So going now into January, uh, basically, uh, in this they start talking about how the media is promoting uh, the the vaccine and stuff that's coming up, and they actually use. Uh, Head, headlines right like newspaper headlines and for it it's like tuesday january 13th 2026 fda promotes miracle cure for spars uh another one is officials recommend use of unsafe spars drug for children and then the last one is cdc officials spars drug may be ineffective use it anyway and those are the headlines that they chose and that is very eerily close to the headlines that we were personally You're seeing in day-to-day life. Correct. So you're referring uh, right now to uh, Colosevere, as it's called in the uh, Spars pandemic, right? Sure. Sure. So, 
So, uh, in, oh in, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The vaccine that they came up with, yes. Right. Well, so that's it's not quite the vaccine yet. So the vaccine hadn't. They right. Had, at this time frame, they had reached out to Synbio to uh, to you know start work on the vaccine, but they didn't have anything at this time. So what they did have was an antiviral called Colosevere. Of uh, maybe I'm mispronouncing that. You know how these uh drug drugs are pronounced. Uh, but I'm gonna call it Colosevere. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they have Colosevere, and it's an antiviral, and for the most part, it helps with the uh, with the uh, symptoms of spars. If you get it, you know, this antiviral can help. That, again, is a, um, a – what, what did we have on our side for, uh, for COVID-19? We had uh, remdesivir, which, again, an antiviral, and if you take this, you, you fucking remember Trump taking it. You take this, and for the most part, you're good. Where did that go when the vaccine came out? It just disappeared. Poof. You never heard about it again. And you, that's something that you see in this SARS pandemic is once uh, Corvax comes out, um, you know, they, they have to do a push to get people to stop taking the Colosevere. So they start, you know, changing information online. But, but that's in a couple chapters. We'll get to that. Right. So, I mean, what's next? What, what, where do they go from here? Well, uh, from here, uh, so in January of 26, the emergency youth authorization for Colosevere, uh, that's, that's authorized. Uh, moving into February, uh, the CDC. So the public isn't really, the public's not as engaged as they'd like people to be. And maybe, maybe you can draw a parallel between our own pandemic and this, but I, I, I didn't want to really stretch it. But I mean, you could say that people in our own pandemic didn't take it seriously. I'd say people did, but, you know, this implies that most people didn't. Uh, anyway, so in the sparse pandemic, uh, people aren't really, it's not really affecting as many people as we saw with, uh, with COVID. People aren't taking it seriously. So the CDC switches to a more fear-based messaging system. Uh, fear-based is the words that they use to describe it. Um, to a fear-based messaging system to pressure the population to taking it just a little bit more seriously, you know, stay six feet apart, don't, you know, you got to mask up, thing, things like that that we saw in our pandemic. So they, they right. start trying to pressure people to take a little bit more seriously. Uh, and that, uh, and that, that kind of works for a little bit. Fast forward a month to March of 2026. At that point, the public's lost interest in, you know, yeah, pretty much everything uh, altogether. Yeah, I even saw that in the uh, that chapter when they were talking about the media coming out to promote, uh, you know, the fear-based uh, advertisement. There were even there were, they were actually some media was using uh, social media and other kinds of media um, for how successful the uh, antiviral was for treating. Yeah spars so that's one of those situations where i feel like that also causes divide it's making it so that we do argue and we don't see what's really happening yeah so i uh, i mean the, the social media you, you really see that start to come out a little bit uh when, when the cdc and the fda decide that they need to get people interested in it again but as far as the divisions that that's something that uh, you see in the spars pandemic uh I, I would honestly say have to say that's one of the the themes of the Spars pandemic is uh, online information, the way it's spread, and you know 
the opinions that come from that, but that's also that's something that we see in our in our own pandemic, and that, that's another just one of the glaring similarities between it. Yeah. So going from now March, right? Uh, I mean, were they that they've a couple months after January, which January seems to be where they really mobilized. Uh, I guess January and February is where they really mobilized uh, media mm-hmm. and things like that. And March, you were saying that the the community still wasn't necessarily like on top of that. Right. And, uh, and you can look at that, like, well, I would say it's kind of hard to draw a comparison to our own pandemic, uh, because at this point you look March, what, March 17th, our pandemic starts, uh, it it kicks off. Um, everybody was off, you know, people were, were told not to go to work two weeks to flatten the curve. So I would say people, this was at the center of attention. Everybody was facing this. So, Again, you can look at this like uh, because again, this simulation was run in 2017. This was a plan for an exercise at a later date, and what we saw were some refinements on that plan, the sparse pandemic. So you'll see there were some flaws with the sparse pandemic, things that didn't quite quite go to the globalist agenda's plan. Uh, but they they ironed it out by the time COVID happens, and you know by the time the next one happens, they're they're really going to have ironed out some of the other things. Um, so you got to look forward to that. So this was something really interesting uh, while I was reading this. Uh, it was called communication dilemma, and basically it is a four point process or four points that they brought up that uh, they would most likely see. It's just called food for thought. It's uh, maintaining trust in government process for ensuring the timely development of the safe and effective vaccines when novel threats arise. Uh, and this is point number one. How might federal health authorities avoid people possibly seeing an expedited sparse vaccine development and testing process as somehow rushed and inherently flawed, even though that process still meets the same safety and efficiency standard as other vaccines? Uh, number two, how might federal health authorities respond to critics who re- whose purpose that liability protection for sparse vaccine manufacturers jeopardize individual freedom and well-being? Number three, <laughs> once the vaccine become broadly available, how might public health communicators implement the best practices, principle, of enabling people to make their informed decisions about whether to accept the novel sparse vaccine. And number four, the final point. What are the potential consequences of health officials over reassuring the public about the potential risk of a novel sparse vaccine when long-term effects are still not known? That is a part of their, uh, you know, the process that, I very I feel like is very familiar with what we dealt with and actually yeah. I would say are dealing with right now. So yeah, for sure it's like almost as if it's a early version of the script. <laughs> I I would have to, I, I would have to agree. It's again that just to to me that that only 
I, I don't know how to see it any other way other than these guys are rehearsing for something in the future. I know that's that's blasphemy. You're not allowed to say that. I, I take my ban from Facebook and I fucking move to Reddit. But, like, there's it's just it's crazy and then to 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 think otherwise that you know that that this just happened because somebody ate a bad bat in china is just to me it just doesn't make sense because this is <laughs> sorry i'm about anchorman just, right now <laughs> this is just like clear... chicken of the cave <laughs> yeah chicken of the cave exactly exactly actually wait uh wasn't there um isn't there one of these procedure things that happened where a uh, there, it was an animal that was uh, that had the illness and it was in a wet market? Didn't they run one of those simulations with? So that's, uh, is that event two hundred one? That's event two hundred one, and boy, okay. do I want to talk about event two hundred one. By now, we're focused. We're, we're trying to stay focused on this virus pandemic. Um, but event 201, yeah, so that's, uh, the basic summary of event 201 is that somebody eats some bad meat in a wet market, gets novel coronavirus, and it leads to a global pandemic, which then leads to the shutdown of the economy, uh, and then so on and so on and so on. And then what we saw happen in our pandemic is that somebody ate some bad meat in a wet market, and this led to the shutdown of the, uh, you know, global economy, and then so on and so on and so on. Um, the only difference really between the two is location. In event 201, it happened in Brazil. In uh, our pandemic, it happened in China. Uh, the problem is now event 201 has been scrubbed from the internet. Uh, good luck finding any information about it. Only if you saw it beforehand. It's all fucking gone now. Uh, no, seriously, check it out. It's all fucking gone. Um, so that's a, uh, that's, that's a whole right. other thing. Uh, were you able to send me a video about 201 earlier today? Yes. And it was uh, on YouTube? Yeah, so to anybody uh, listening to this, I would implore you, if you have questions about what event 201 is, here's 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 the quick uh, 30 seconds about it. Uh, it's the simulation that they ran right before the pandemic, uh, our own pandemic. This happened. Pull up my notes here. You guys are going to love this. I got that right, <laughs> I got that right in front of me. Uh, so that happened October 18th, 2019. Again, our pandemic pretty much starts January of 2020. But here's the cool thing. Uh, so September 19th, 2019, Trump signs Executive Order 13887, which sets the framework for the distribution and creation of a vaccine in the event of a global pandemic. He did this based on a hunch that we'd need that soon. Uh, October 9th, 2019, BioNTech has their IPO. Super convenient for those early investors. Uh, then 10 18 2019 just less than a month or about a month later uh, the john hopkins center for health securities which uh, did sparse pandemic they do their event 201 which i just did the description of that all this happens in the period of about a month about two months before the pandemic i just think that's a little bit weird yeah no i mean i i definitely uh am curious about it right uh now the video on YouTube though it was that that oh, was posted yeah. by the CDC right? Yes, no, uh, the Center for uh, oh. for Center uh, for Health Securities. Um, oh, okay. That sorry, I completely forgot about the video. Yes, watch <laughs> that while you still can, while it's still up there. Uh, largely, uh, the information about events will alone has been scrubbed from the internet. It's it's happening in real time. It's fucking insane. Uh, however, their YouTube channel uh, is still up. 
and it shows the entire simulation from start to finish. You can watch all four, five hours of it. You can watch the whole thing. Watch That's crazy. It. Watch it. Don't take my word for it. Watch it yourself. Okay. <laughs> so I do recommend it. It is really interesting, guys. Um, so coming off of the media and all the propaganda that's being ran and everything else, where do we go from here with spars? Um, do do they ever get a cure or a potential vaccine? Yeah. So um, uh, they that that was in the works again when they uh, when they contracted uh, Synbio. They wanted to make sure that this you know that there was treatment for this that you know because it was a uh, public health crisis. Um, so they want to make sure that there was a vaccine for it, some kind of actual dedicated treatment for it. So uh, May of 26, again, the public had pretty much begin to, uh, begun to lost interest in SPARS as a whole. This was largely in part due to the fact that the majority of people quickly figured out that most everybody who got it survived it. So people just didn't fucking worry about it. Looking at Florida, looking at you, Florida, again, you know, spring break, people if i get florida so you know if i get coronavirus so what i, I remember that that video of that that girl uh, down here in fort lauderdale uh she just you know she she basically yolo and you know she's fine uh anyway and, so and then, and then watch you and then like watch you look her up and she's been fucking dead like she's not for... <laughs> no no she's good that's that she's good she didn't take the vaccine so she's fine her heart's still in good condition uh, anyway, so May of 26, uh, public starts to lose interest in spars uh, because it's so survivable. Now, quote, this this is this is a fucking direct quote here as well. Quote, in order to overcome public's disinterest, the CDC, the FDA, in concert with other government agencies and their social media experts, uh, began developing a new public health messaging campaign. This was created with the purpose of creating interest specifically back into spars uh, and then not only disinterest into Calsevere, but to then create interest in the upcoming vaccine Coravax. Uh, they, how they did this, they had um, they had president in initials JB. It's Jacqueline Bennett in the scenario, but crazy how in 2017 they predicted president JB, just saying. I, that was, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was for 2025 during yeah. the... Yeah, yeah but I was going to say, during, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, because when we talked about this earlier, we were talking about <laughs> how uh, J- JB was the president. That was that made me really curious, like, how that was. But, yeah, it is Jacqueline and whatever her last name is. But um, during this event, she just plays a role to the president now because her vice president ended up taking over. Uh, and for some reason, I cannot... Remember right, so, what his uh, name 2025, is. Uh, it's yeah, ne- neither do I. It's not important. Um, but um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's so all I'm, fictional. You know it, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, you remember this. <laughs> it's like flavor. getting upset that Santa's not white. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows Santa's not white. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So in uh 2025, uh, President JB, he had run the previous four years. He decides not to run due to health concerns. Now, again, mirroring our reality, we currently have, in the year of 2023, we have a current president, JB, who very may not well run because he's old as shit. So um, that's that's a real thing that we have. 
Right. So, so again, just our entire fucking reality is scripted. But, um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that happens, uh, that's who was president at that time. Yeah, no, that is pretty interesting, though. But, uh, so, also in May, um, with the Sparse timeline, they actually had it where a hip-hop icon, uh, successfully promoted public health messaging with, like, an online video clip, uh, today had been on, like, TikTok or something, right? But uh, but he lost credibility because uh, they compared it to volunteers for the uh, Coravax trials as volunteers from the Tuskegee syphilis study, which I felt like that was a pretty intense thing to jump to, right? Like why why would that be like the the next common th- like I I don't know like is because that how people, serious this is like people... think about that is did they put something that was literally so fucking terrible next to trials right some just vaccine trials which i guess back then you know that's also what they were probably promoting the whole tuskegee thing for but like it they shouldn't even be in the same room right like that's what you would think listen they know that they know that we the people Everybody as a whole, for whatever reason it is, it's the biggest difference between, you know, you and your neighbor. It's the easiest difference. It's the first one you come to because we, we see with our eyes first, you know, that's, that's how we navigate our worlds visually. Race is an easy one. It's a hot one. And we, as people, we like to gobble that shit up. They knew that in the, in the scenario and the people who orchestrated uh, COVID quote again, as I, I personally maybe believe, just saying. Right. Uh, but they know that as well, and it's because it's it's just it's 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 a spicy uh, it's a spicy meatball, and we love it. Right. No, I get it. I get it. Now, also in that same month, um, the president that was in this uh, fictional story here uh, provided a non. Uh, Commodal, committal, or I don't, I don't even know why. I'm really high right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, basically, you know, like a response, uh, like a no comment kind of response when asked if she would want it for uh, her grandson. So, I, I remember that, and they ended up clowning, uh, clowning them uh, because they fumbled the response. He was like. Uh, he's like, ah, what? Or, or she. Right. Uh, she's yeah, like, yeah. Ah, well, I mean, if the doctors say it's best or something like that. And so people <laughs> right. were like, yeah, that's, I'm not really convinced by that response. So, yeah. Uh, so they. You know what? I, I definitely, that whole president situation is kind of like interesting because Kamala, you know, she is a lady. She is a woman. Deep cough over here says she's a woman. So she's a fucking woman. No, no, no. She's a woman. Like, yeah, woman. woman. Whoa, man. Yeah, yeah whoa, man. Whoa, man. So, anyways, yeah. But, yeah, so she, uh, that is how Deep Cough feels about VP Harris. Amala Harris. So, yeah, after we're, May, we're <laughs> yeah, so after May, what, like, what is, what is coming up here? We, so we got the summer. So, uh, typically for us during our pandemic, it seemed like the summer months, the pandemic, kind of went away for a little bit right 
and no, everybody got to party. No, absolutely not. That's not the way I remember it because I was in New York. So, uh, oh, right. that's that's when things got really spicy. That's when we had the race war again because people love that shit. So we had the race war during that time. Murder hornets. You remember murder hornets? Oh uh, yeah, actually, thing. dude, I killed one. Yeah, that, that, that w- came here. Well, it wasn't a murder hornet. It was that. That's a lie. I did. I fucking lied about that. I killed this hornet that is called a cicada hornet, and it. But they're almost just as big as a murder hornet. It, dude, it is fucking huge. Like, fucking Kennedy, you know, it's, like fucking dollar huge. Oh, oh, no. oh, yeah, <laughs> Kennedy assassinate. No, when I killed that's it, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Thing I was was like, wow, like, what a, what a great way to describe it. You, no. you JFK'd that shit? No. That's <laughs> fucking hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Where, who's the other gunman? I'm joking. Oh, oh, oh. But, uh, okay, so, you know, the summer months. Uh, the, the meatball got spicier, huh? Yeah, so the meatball gets spicier some pepper uh, on in that our shit. pandemic as well as, uh, as, well as in the Spars <laughs> pandemic. Uh, in our pandemic, again, I'm sure people don't remember that first summer of 2020. It was supposed to be, you remember uh, the, the years leading up to 2020, it was supposed to be magical. It was going to be the, the new roaring 20s. It was so much fucking hope, and then it was just fucking awful. Um, and it's still, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, in, in the Spars pandemic, so that kicks off, uh, the new Fuhrer campaign kicks off in May of 26 to get people back interested in the whole, you know, pandemic. Uh, June of 26, uh, Coravax, it's released. Of course, there's not enough to go around. That's something that we also saw with our pandemic. It was only meant to, you know, to go to the most vulnerable at first. Uh, early in the rollout, skeptics, uh, they start, um, you get your skeptics early on, and that's something that we also got with our pandemic. Uh, but the biggest group of the skeptics, uh, these are, you know, it, it's one, it's anti-vaxxers, but it's other people falling into that category. It's people like me who think that the vaccine hasn't been adequately tested. There's no data for long-term side effects at all. And that, you know, people should at least, you know, acknowledge that and make an informed decision. That makes up the largest, uh, largest faction of, you know, people who don't take the vaccine. These are people who are skeptics about it. So people spread this information online during this time saying, hey, you know, this this might not look good. You know, they, they start their own information campaign of their own. Uh, they do something in the sparse pandemic that I have to admit I, I played into the uh, to the globalist hands with this one, like, you know, on Reddit. Um, I, I, I tried to. I, I try to make sure all of the sources that I that I use uh, that they're reputable, that they're citable, that I, I I use the best sources. Things like CDC, FDA, the actual White House, government organizations, uh, reputable news sources. You know, just I, I make sure that they're, they're sources that you can actually cite. Um. Uh, but in the uh, the sparse pandemic, uh, people are citing select quotes. Uh, from the CDC and the National Institute of Health uh, and misrepresenting them to, you know, further the fear. That's something that I, I've seen people do here in these subreddits where they take a fucking quote from, you know, of course there's potential, you know, side effects with this vaccine, but they take the shit and then they run with it. And then there's bot accounts running with that as well. And that's what also makes me ask questions is why there's bots spreading this shit about the, uh, you know, vaccine side effects. But 
Um, uh, but yeah, I, sorry, completely, uh, the, the no, beginning, you're gonna have to recap where, where, where was, how did we get to where we are now? So we were talking about, uh, the, the vaccine coming out in the summer months. Yeah. And the, in the time uh, that what we saw there actually happened. So again, in the sparse pandemic, that's something that we saw, uh, that we saw happen there, uh, People started, you know, releasing that information, questioning things about Corvax. And then in our own timeline, what we saw is people doing the same thing about the uh, the upcoming vaccine with uh, with mRNA and citing the select sources from, you know, reputable sources, but misrepresenting them. And that kind of helped fuel the fire for mis, you know, misinformation. Things were able to be easily labeled as misinformation, even though they later turned out to be at a later date, you know, actual accurate information. Right. Yeah. No, it does, that is kind of weird how that all happened and yet if everybody was just transparent and maybe if they were transparent maybe nobody be, be fucking doing the trials and maybe that's why they had to just be like hey come get this vaccine like you know it'll save your life and all this other things uh i will say though that for us in our vaccine um and i take numbers typically when i look at the states um which you are right. The numbers of individual states, they are very much the same. But I like to use Texas as one of my main states to kind of judge uh, the rest of the country. One, because of their population. Two, um, they are becoming way more of a purple state. Uh, they also uh, have yeah, Houston. Yeah. They have Houston and Austin in their state, which are both very, very big hubs for uh, independent to left-leaning uh, political parties. And I think that it's just Texas is one of those things that's like, I feel like it's a, it has a really good mix of people. Also, it's a uh, diverse with American and Hispanic and like all this other stuff. So like, I like that. Like, I like that. It's a, you know, just everything. It's a big melting pot. Um, they're uh, on, I want to say the, they're like uh, Texas health or whatever it's called. Um, and don't, don't, you know, don't quote me on what I just said. I have no idea what it's called. Um, but they said that the uh, vaccine is actually, f you are 14 times more likely to survive it, uh, to survive this uh, COVID coronavirus, you know, rather than not getting it. And I don't think that's wrong. I actually, that is right. It's just, you're already, you know, high 90s likely to survive. So what does that 14% really do for you? Kind of thing. No. Not really much of anything, and like that's that's such a difference that's such a minute difference that it, it might it just might be a fluke in data. Like there's not really, I mean, I I, I believe I for a living what I do for a living is uh, inherently based on the you know law of large numbers. So I mean, I, that's something that I have to believe in. But like even you'd have to need like you'd have to have a really large data size for that you know, difference to actually even mean anything. And even then that's such a minute difference that even with a large data sample, it still doesn't really mean anything. Uh, I just, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's all, it's a flu. I, I don't think the, I don't think anything really did anything. I don't think the vaccine really did anything. I don't think COVID was really harmful for most people. I don't think the vaccine was harmful for most people. I think it was all just, this was all just a bunch of fucking hoopla. That's super weird you said that I have Spongebob running in the background. <laughs> Not even fucking lying to you. So do I. No, you don't. Do you really? 
No. Okay, I was like, I'm watching the one right now where they found the buried treasure. That's a great episode. Yeah, it's just on, playing in the background. But yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know if I would necessarily call it Hoopla. Uh, I do think that it was, I don't think it was the flu. You know, I, I do think that they were two different viruses. I think they just so happened to be really close to the flu. However, I do believe that because, you oh. know, we are living, I mean, you know, literally what 90 i i honestly don't know the percentage but i know it's above 97 percent of a like you're going to survive this so that's one of those things where i'm just like you know there's a there's higher chances of me dying doing daily activities right <laughs> so I, one being in my car driving right and right. then so i don't know that's that's just that's not a way that i looked at it but i have seen people kind of turn it into that um, I'm not going to say my whole thing with the COVID thing was like the skipper way of doing it. Like he was just too lazy. I just kind of didn't do it. <laughs> maybe I don't care about it. Maybe that, that, like, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, maybe I just don't care. You know, I know what the vaccine though was supposed to be for, which I know like a lot of big arguments, right? Like one of the biggest arguments about the vaccine is like, oh, well, it didn't work because we still have to wear masks. We still have to do all this other stuff. The vaccine isn't supposed to uh, stop the spread. That's what it was originally marketed as. Yeah, yeah, but I think this is kind of like just human stupidity, right? Like no, they're just trying to say no, shit. No, no, dude. The vaccine. No, <laughs> no, 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 man. That's what they I think... sold it as. They told you, you take this vaccine, you can go see grandma again. You won't ever get COVID again. You won't ever spread it. You don't have anything to worry about. You take this vaccine, you'll be fine. Look at where we are today. You have to fucking vaccinate yourself every two months to be up to date. It doesn't stop you from transmitting it. It doesn't stop you from no, getting it. It, it doesn't no, stop it from it being any less lethal. It doesn't do shit. I, I think th the, they literally changed the definition of vaccine. They li uh, let me just re. They literally changed the definition of vaccine that actually happened oh i know right i know it happened Crazy. i also know that the definition of like anti-vaxxer changed too however i yeah. am saying i am saying <clears throat> i know what a vaccine was you know before this all played out so to me at the whole point of a vaccine it's not supposed to stop transmission it's not supposed to keep you from getting it it's supposed to make sure that you do not have the severe side effects of it and die from it that's that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to uh, give you more mild kind of effects, right? Well, that's what mild had, is. You, did, you didn't but... have mild measles, right? Mild... <laughs> well, no, but the measles ended up, the vaccine got good enough to the point that it did get eradicated. Exactly. So that's what a vaccine Well, does. actually, measles isn't eradicated. I think there's only one... There's only There's, one disease that's yeah, been fully eradicated, right? Because people stop smallpox. Because they're no, no, no. It's measles. Measles. No, no. I'm saying, I'm saying the only thing that actually has been eradicated was smallpox. I'm pretty sure. But yes, measles is coming is back because there are people that are actually anti-vaxxers, and it yeah. doesn't mean that they, you know, like. So I just yeah. had a kid in the last two years. She is vaccinated with everything except for COVID and the flu shot. That's it. That's the only two things she hasn't got. But we try to you know, make sure that she has her, a bunch of vitamins and she runs around a lot and we play outside. And like, that's things that like, like, you know, I try to promote paper, healthy that's, living. That's all you need for thousands of years. That's worked right there. That's worked. 
but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to get into the health thing of that, I mean, maybe one day we should have you come back on and we should talk about just the conspiracy of uh, who was it, Rockefeller or Rothschild that got into pharmaceutical after oil, whichever one did it, right? One of them did. I can't remember. But uh, they're the ones that changed the whole playbook. They're the one that whichever our rich guy that is, they're the one that, um, you know, they made all their shit and, and money or sorry, and oil, which is basically money. But they made all their shit in oil, which uh, petroleum ended up becoming our pills and all that kind of shit. So like that's very early on. And that's also the 20s and 30s. That's when we stopped looking at herbs and shit outside for health. And we started making chemical shit. Like that's like that. Well, that's when it took off. Obviously, we've kind of had pills. Uh, but typically, even early capsules of pills would have grinded up uh, herbs in it. So, I mean, I don't know. We could get into like a whole health conspiracy one day because there's there's a lot of shit to that. And honestly, if you want to get into the whole FDA approved kind of bullshit, always remember that. And I drink it, you know, so I'm fucking stupid for it. But FDA approves Coca-Cola. Oh, (laughs) I was going to say, Coca-Cola. Protein powder isn't even regulated by it, so. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Well, yeah, the protein powder I have, the FDA, it's not it even. Does not. It gets, <laughs> yeah, there could be so much shit in there that we don't even know about. Eh, you know. I think. Well, they usually people it. have a third. They have a third party, so you just have to look up those lab results. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're way off topic. Let's get back. So <laughs> end of August, uh, or the end of summer in August, it's coming up. Uh. The, the Coravax started seeing a lot of resistance. Um, they were uh, alternative medicine, exactly like we just talked about, was seeing popping up between Muslims, uh, African countries, and uh, a, a very diverse group in America. Basically, anybody in America that wasn't, uh, it seems like white, <laughs> uh, they all had their own way of doing things. And uh, and then the the only people that does seem that that were white was the anti-vaxxers, because that's literally who I feel like would be it. Um, which you know, probably <laughs> the majority of them are definitely white, you know, and they're they're still racing those flags for Dale, you know what I mean? But <laughs> but I mean, I it's not like it's crazy that they're able to predict this kind of scenario, right? Like how how much of this really is accurate or how much of it does feel familiar. It's almost like reading this and it is, it's like reading a play for what was about to just happen. It either, it's either one of either one of two things. All right. It's that's because of how accurate it is. It can be narrowed down to just two options. One again, our government incredibly diligent they did all of the homework to be prepared, and this is an example of that. Or they've been rehearsing this for years. Which right. one of them so is more likely? And like, I, I just I have to answer that like this that this was actually you know a plot with fucking ulterior motives that they've been rehearsing for a while. I just refuse to believe that like our government not only has our best interest uh, at heart, but with such accuracy. Like, I just, you gotta be, I can't believe that. Hey, I mean, you know, maybe they've been trying to help us out for years and we just kept saying no. 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 <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I don't know. So, like, from, 
you want not saying this is what I necessarily believe that it's more of like something that I would want to believe, but like you would want, you, you really want to believe that they, they, they did this, uh, these scenarios and any other events. Yeah. For the greater good. So that we can get over these, uh, these killing, you know, viruses and like, even, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like, I like to think about, uh, when when thinking of you know think of what ai is supposed to trying to do with our cars right now right like they they want ai to drive our cars so if like 400,000 people die a year in a car accident and obviously the big concern with ai is driving our cars is what car accidents right oh well they're going to kill people okay well people already die from this but if 400,000 people die from this and now ai start driving our cars and you know let's give it a couple years of driving you know we've been driving for over 100 years today and we're still having half a million people die in car accidents and two years from ai's driving our cars for us which i'm not saying i'm a fan of because i love driving my cars absolutely however if that brought our deaths to a hundred thousand a year is that is that not worth it like that's that i understand that hey there little kitty anyways i understand that <laughs> your cat just ran by but anyways i'm saying but you know what i mean like would that not be worth it to save that that many lives um so that's that's a really fun discussion because it all comes down to where you draw the line like in, in exchange of liberties for securities like and how many liberties are you willing to give up for your safety and I mean, for me, the answer is damn near none of them. Like, I, I'd rather it just I'd be a lawless fucking wasteland out here, bullets flying, but at least I, I'm free to do whatever the fuck I want than, you know, uh, safe boredom, you know, where everything's... Where, now, you know I'm you all know, about freedom. You know I love that shit. I know However, you However, let's Absolutely. play some devil, devil's advocate here. I know, do you, that, think, you have to understand Yeah, that. do you think... With something like that, or something more, you know, like I was just saying, like all these things are better for the human, are better for the common good and everything, and what's going to progress us forward. Does living in the wild, wild west progress civilization forward, or does it hold us kind of back? Or would something more, you know, kind of regulated and pushed push us into the future where one day we will be looking like uh, a Star Trek movie or, you know what I mean? Like something like where we are coming into more science fiction kind of future, or is our future better off looking like a post-apocalyptic wasteland? Like, you know what I mean? None of the above. (laughs) So I'll tell you about your future. Oh yeah. You're going to love this. So, uh, you live here. I'm going to paint you a scenario. All right. The year is a scenario, 20, a scenario. Yes. The year is 2047. All right. You, you are okay. living in a 10 foot by 12 foot apartment block type building. And you have your little VR headset on <laughs> <laughs> the end. That's it. You don't That's go it? outside. You no, know, you don't go outside because for whatever reason, maybe it's a pandemic. Maybe it's. Do you think that you think like that kind of like the metaverse and shit? You think that's going to really halt civilization right there? I don't think it's going to halt civilization. So here's what I think. Here's what I think the big picture is. Here is there's too many fucking people on this planet, and they're at this point. There's not really a need for them. 
AI, you look at where AI is now, and it's it's obvious that AI is going to replace a large portion of most jobs, you know, in general. Right. Like, there's just, there won't be a need for it. So, uh, what do you do with all these people that aren't doing anything now? Uh, and it's, there's only, again, just a couple of answers, is either you just get rid of them, or uh, you have to <laughs> regulate kill them. them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that, that's Some the whole T2 other, shit. That's a whole other conspiracy, which these people are, by the way, on record talking about. Uh, we can get into that another time. Um, so you can either get rid of them or you can just regulate them. And I that, I think, is... I think that's, in all seriousness, the, the more realistic scenario. I think I think them getting rid of us is the last case scenario, and I actually don't think that's that's the first one on the uh, on the block because yeah, it just that, that. Well, it's like the wall. You know, the wall that's being built right now in like Saudi Arabia or whatever, like over in they the need Middle slaves. East. Slaves. No, what? <laughs> they the need wall. slaves. No, that's not what the AI. No, 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 no I'm just. Saying they're not going to kill off the people that they can use. I'm talking, oh, yeah, the right. AI is going to need us okay. eventually. They're going to make us our their their sex slaves. They enter no, the uh, they just fucking like attach wires to us. It becomes like a real Cronenberg <laughs> kind of movie out here, like Sounds fucking like some weird ass shit. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait, I get to <laughs> have sex market, with with AIs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's like, you're telling me all day. It's like, you guys remember that Futurama episode where uh, they, they're they like dating a robot? <laughs> and oh, yeah. It's like, we, what we... are you doing today, Jimmy? I'm going to have sex with my robot. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. 20 years yeah. later. What are you doing, Jimmy? I'm going to have sex with my robot. <laughs> Weird <laughs> question. So would you, would you rather that future or would you rather dolphins evolving out of the ocean and being able to, you know. Whoa. Well, hold on. <laughs> That's that's a that's a theory of mine from a different time that I still kind of cherish. Anyways, we well, Danny, you'll have all right. Fuck, <laughs> you have to run. Just deep beep, cough. Beep, beep, deep, deep cough. cough. You're, deep cough. You're gonna have to listen to that episode. That's an apocalypse episode. Uh, it's a, just a bunch of uh, shenanigans going down. Um, so. We've been we've been here for a while now, and we've been talking about uh, all, all everything happening all the way up until basically mid twenty twenty six. Is there anything bigger that happens after August, or uh, is basically next up kind of the recovery stage? So for those those months, pretty much uh, there around uh, June twenty six. So again, that's when the vaccine starts to uh, roll out. Uh, for the months leading there, up until December of twenty six, uh, it, it's pretty much just more of the same of what we saw, which is the f- continuation of the fear campaigns, just vaccinating as uh, vaccinating as many people as possible. Um, so you see that going on all the way up until December of twenty six. Um, in January of 27, the government switches its tune, though, and that's something, uh, I don't, I don't exactly remember when we saw it, but you, I, I, you remember the White House tweet, right, when Biden promised a winter of severe illness and death for the unvaccinated? Do you remember yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, a, a very cold winter. Yeah, that was, 
that was real. That was had like a serious, like you know, threatening aura to that. That that wasn't that wasn't a cool message. Like that's that's a seriously scary message coming from the president of the United States. And what you know, what did we actually get? Nothing. <laughs> like it was, you know, not, it was just fucking a lot of fear. Of, well, do yeah. you do you not think that uh, people try to? bury themselves in indoors and you think people just weren't out and that's why it was happening no, because that's it's flu they were taking they were that's, that's what causes the flu to spread is everybody being cooped up indoors and bundled up and shit like that that's that's what actually causes the spread of the flu so that's for pen for like again covid to be spreading but it's not really that much of a problem it's just it's fucking negligible um but anyway i the you know so the, the population at that point, it's negligent. Yeah, I, I don't know. Negligence is just a fun word. I just like negligence, like the word, not the act. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, everybody, not everybody's getting vaccinated. So they're they're starting this campaign to get the holdouts vaccinated. It's the last people who, you know. They've been on the fence, like they haven't really felt a need, their job threatening them didn't really motivate them because they're 1099, some shit like that. Um, that that starts happening at the beginning of the new year in 2027. That's also something that we saw, not necessarily the new year, but pretty much right at that point was Biden promise, uh, promising us a you know winter of severe illness and death. Uh, so that starts in January 27. Uh, and that, again, just continues for a large... Uh, for a chunk of the year fast forwarding to may of 27 basically more of the same up until there this is where things start taking a uh they, they start taking a turn uh the vaccine injuries those start popping up uh these are um they're they're propagated online uh and then you know social media personalities influencers start to really pick them up uh but that's that that's when the uh you know the industry, uh, not the industry. She's the injuries really start to uh, start to make appearance, right? So, and this actually happens in the spars uh, outlook, and with, I mean, we're starting to kind of, or at least hear about it. I'm not, I don't really know too much we're on starting, what's happening today, but so here's what I here's what I can attest to as somebody who's an avid participant in uh, in the conspiracy subreddits. Uh, there is a lot of propaganda. Uh, in all seriousness, there is uh, a concerning amount of propaganda spreading fear about these vaccines. Uh, it's bots, it's shills, uh, they're obvious accounts, and they're like telling you that, hey, this person's died of this, this person's died of this, this person's died of this. And a lot of the times, it's the same shit that we saw for the pandemic, where it was like an old person, a drug addict, somebody who was already knocking on death's door has died and like they're just you know attributing this death to that to fit the narrative and like it's we're seeing a lot of that the part that but that's part of the sparse pandemic and again that's part of the scenario and it's part of it's a necessary part of the process this is what familiarizes the general public with these kinds of injuries it's something that they've been told isn't going to happen but it is something that they've been hearing whispers about the entire time so that when these do start to pop up and they are when it does come about the rug pull 
it's not a shock to people. It's not the first they're fucking hearing about it. It's they're like, all right, so we 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 knew about it, and people are gonna act like they knew about it the whole time. They they just got the vaccine because they were doing what was right, and blah blah blah. Um, but that's that's another parallel that you can see between the uh, the sparse pandemic and our own. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, that's uh, the time timely release of the uh, the injury starting to come up. Right. So, do you predict that this year we start hearing a lot more about injuries, uh, a lot more side effects? In twenty two, we we really started to. Uh, Again, a lot of it was was a lot of propaganda. But there's uh, the hell is his name? That football player who uh, who just basically had a heart attack on the field. Something Hamilton, I think, or Ham- Hamlin, something Ham Hamilton. Ever ever since Eli left the Giants, I haven't really paid attention. But, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I think his first name's Devin. Demar Hamlin. Oh, sorry. That sounds that sounds nice. I like that. Let's go with that. So, um, so uh that happens like but but there this is a thing that these these are actual cases though a lot of it is propaganda but a lot of these are real where people like athlete cardiac incidents are up hundreds if not thousands of percents and this is a real thing that we're seeing is people are having cardiac events this is now a thing that the fda the cdc everybody agrees now even pfizer will fucking tell you there's a real chance you take this vaccine, you're going to get myocarditis or pericarditis. It's a real chance of that. They're not even, it's, that's not even misinformation anymore. That's, that's fact. That's like real accepted shit. Um, but you had to get eased into that because the public wasn't ready for that. And one, you know, they weren't ready for that when the conspiracy theorists knew that that was a thing. Right. Yeah, no, that is kind of, uh, I feel like jarring, right. For the public, for when, these things that were labeled as misinformation do come to light as a fact. Yeah. Well, people were told by, you know, by the president, by trusted authority figures that they were making the right choice, that they were doing this for their family, that they were doing this for their community, that they were doing the right thing. And then they were also given an enemy. People who didn't take the vaccine were the bad guy. They were Nazis. They were white supremacists, whatever, whatever the fuck to fit the narrative that they needed to be described as they were called that. And you weren't one of those bad guys because you took the vaccine. This was one of the most effective. I'm going to have to say this is what it wasn't fear of COVID that got people to vaccinate. I mean, it was the social ego, right? It was the the social social pressure. It was because doing the right thing for grandma. It was so that you could fucking so that you could see grandma again so that you could fucking, you know, walk in the. You, what did Biden? You could you could take your mask off, is what Biden said. You get this vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. You don't have to mask in public because you took the vaccine. You yeah, fucking yeah, they hero. basically selling it as like this is your way of going be going back to what it was like before the pandemic. Yeah, and meanwhile, people who didn't take the vaccine turns out just fine. The whole fucking just fine the whole time. Nothing happened. The end. Like that. That was it. Done. Period. Yeah, and I, I and again, you know, we're, we are talking majority wise. Yeah, the only people who who got fucked up by COVID were people who. So the average COVID death is uh, what is it? It's eighty two years old, and the average uh, lifespan of an American seventy nine, uh, meaning that the average death of somebody who died from COVID is older than the average American lives to in the first place. Had an average of. 
uh, two and a half comorbidities. Like it's. Is that real? That those are real numbers. Yeah, it's like people who died from COVID were gonna die anyway. Same with the flu. Again, people who die from the flu are people who are already not doing so great. It, uh, it sucks to say it, but some people's immune systems just aren't. No, I. You know, it standard. happens. Yeah. yeah, it happens. Yeah, people die. People, people die. <laughs> like that's as simple as you can put it. People die. Shit happens. Yeah, and, you mean to tell you know, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but during the you know during the pandemic, it's just people's normal deaths were you know played to fit a narrative. Right. So. What with uh, with that with the rest of that all happening, I mean, all the injuries. We can move on to where uh, in the spars outline they start creating these little trust funds and they create prep act. And these are basically set aside for people that uh, had these side effects and that were injured due to the vaccine. Yeah. So the national vaccine injury compensation trust fund is something that what a mouthful. For, yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's actually something that's existed for a while. It's something that's right. in it's in effect now. Right. Uh, people are making claims as we speak. It's this is a thing that's already going on. Um, so well, that... I mean, has this been a program that's been around longer than you know COVID nineteen? COVID, yeah, yeah. It's people. So I mean, you know, because people sometimes yeah, have really bad effects from vaccines, but it's always yeah. been that way, right? Yeah, it's it's rare. It it happens, but it does it, happen. It but it happens. Yeah, exactly. So right. Uh, so the national vaccine, so fast forward, um, uh, this is a few months for So this is May of 27 with the, uh, the vaccine injuries. Okay. So what, what's going on with the, uh, with the sparse pandemic is people are making claims, uh, with the national vaccine injury compensation trust fund, Jesus. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of people <laughs> making claims and it's making people concerned. The problem with the sparse pandemic is there's two things to take from that. One is the vaccine injuries. People are making claims and they are valid. Two, there are people making claims that aren't valid. And the problem with the uh, with the trust fund is that there's not really a, a big verification process. Because people are now seeing this as an easy paycheck, there's more and more and more claims. And it just leads to even more confusion among the general public. And I think that right there is a really important thing to just to focus on. Uh, is that's that's something that this think tank determined was a focus of confusion for the public and something to be addressed was how these trust uh, the compensation trust fund was being distributed to the public. So that's something that I think we can expect to see adjusted in the near future, if not already been adjusted. Hmm. Well, it's a lot to look at, man. <laughs> it says, yeah, it's a, I mean, we a it's, it's almost been two hours, and we've basically scratched the surface of a whole timeline going back uh, There's a for the sparse pandemic. About. Yeah, 2025 to 2028. Uh, it is something. Now, I will, I will go ahead and say that in the recovery scenario timeline, uh, the last date, is August of 2028, and that is when the sparse pandemic was declared over. Correct. Uh, so, it, it, we, I feel like that's already happened here. I feel like yeah. we already, uh, I, I heard. May. I, I uh, could be wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, Biden says the pandemic's officially over in May. Right. The rest so, of the world, the pandemic's ended, by the way. Just just letting you know, the pandemic for the rest of the world ended months ago. Well, it ended not necessarily. We had, we had stuff in Canada. We had stuff in Australia. And there were some other countries, too. China just ended. had that whole thing happen. Uh, North Korea... Nobody knows anything about. So if you if you got COVID nineteen in North Korea, you were literally just burned. Like they just you're in a you're in a fire now. So yeah, I mean, it seems like there were uh, other other countries, other entities that were still in lockdown that were even more severe than what we had. However, their governments. Uh, have a little, their federal government has more of an outreach and I don't even know if Canada or Australia has like a kind of subsidiary government thing going on. I don't know their politics. Um, other than, you know, what's his name? The prime minister of Canada is the grandson of Fidel Castro Trudeau. Uh, the son. Uh, and that's, that's or no, fact. he's the son. Right. Yeah. The son. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm not claiming this is something that, you know, I don't know if it's factual, but that shit is pretty, fact. You I'll, think I'll so? Claim it, I'll claim it as 100% true. Wow. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take that one for the team. I'll, I'll own that misinformation. I, that is 100% <laughs> true. Like you look I mean, he kind of, like, there's some similarities. Yeah, I was going to say there's some similarities. There's not some similarities. He doesn't look like his fucking father at all. He looks so much like Castro. It's, it's. Yeah. I mean, his, he, they were hanging out. At, he was, fucking Castro was hanging out with his mom at the time. Like, it's really not. They were swingers. That they whole were, thing. They were known this, as to be swingers. This isn't like far fetched at all. This is like a real, like I I'd, I'd say it's a better chance than not that uh, Trudeau was the son of Castro. That's crazy to think about. And uh, rumors has it is he wants to kind of start running Canada, you know, a lot like Cuba uh, used to be done. But I think that's more like political propaganda. I don't try to feed too much he, into he's that. A globalist puppet. He's he's yeah. Uh, I don't think he's I don't think he's up there in the ranks of making any real decisions himself, if I had to be honest. So no, he's just a figurehead. Yeah. But getting back to the whole task at hand, um, I feel like that's kind of it when it comes to the sparse pandemic. Uh obviously we definitely encourage you guys to check out more. Uh and you can find this, and I will be posting links in the show notes. Uh so look at that in the uh and you know the description about the show, but yeah, I mean, it, what, I, I mean, what else would you like to ramble on about, or what else would you like to tell me real quick? Or if 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 there is nothing, it's cool, and maybe we can start discussing a whole new show for the future. I mean, what, how are you no, feeling? I mean, in, I mean, in regards to the sparse pandemic, again, we only scratched the surface. That surface, was yeah. That was just a brief recap, That's, general synopsis of the yep. events and the comparisons between our own pandemic. It is. Uh, it is. I, I would encourage anyone listening to this to to do your own research. Seriously, yeah. just fucking Google it. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that's, well... And don't read, like, you know, read multiple sources. Like, I, yeah. I am somebody that reads multiple sources from very biased like news channels i'll read i i have i literally my news i have like a a folder on my phone and it's called uh news and weather and i literally like here i'll i will one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen i have fifteen news apps so listen in that's in the next- that's crazy in the next decade, 
the party won't allow this kind of information to be shared. So, uh, look for it. Look for it while you can, and you know, read up right. on this while you can, because there's there's so many similarities between this pandemic and what we actually experienced. It's it, it's it's incredibly. I'm not claiming to be a 100% certainty, but again, it certainly does paint a picture that not only did you know the world leaders have prior knowledge, but that they base their entire responses, you know, to the pandemic with, with that knowledge to further their own gains. Um, and that's, you know, that, that's a crime against humanity as a species. And that's obviously wrong. Um, and everybody should be upset about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, and the, uh, Spars outlook, it even talked about how there's going to be some figureheads stepping down and, yeah, well, you know, Fauci that's one thing down a month ago. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you've, if you've noticed COVID is other than them approving their uh, uh, raises, you know, getting them more money. COVID seemed to be one of those things that did get to cross the line a couple times. And I do think, I don't think it'll be one party. And, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would speculate, obviously the, uh, the Democrats would want to hide this, but I actually think it's going to be both parties. Uh, I, I think when it comes down to it, I've, and I've always believed this, that, you know, both parties, they're just one coin. They're just different sides of the yeah, same coin. The party divide isn't real. That's that's manufactured yeah. to keep the average Joe busy. Right. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't buy, you know, I'm not buying anything any Republican or Democrat is saying. Uh, I typically take, you know, I, I really do try to dig for answers. Um, but yeah, and, and obviously a lot of them, I, I'm not going to lie, sometimes there's things I come across that I'm very progressive with, and then a lot of things I come across that I do side along more with the conservatives with, but I think that makes me an American. <laughs> you know, I think that makes You're me You're right, like, and you have that freedom to fucking choose and yeah. enjoy it while you can. Yeah, that's the sad part, right? So, but yeah. Uh, got about seven years left. You think so? Just seven? Uh, well, they're, that's what they're planning for. <laughs> so oh, right. Yeah, you're years. right. Yeah. It's not what I'm saying. It's what they're saying. You've got about seven years left. Enjoy it. You're and that's what's own, creepy, you'll right? You'll nothing and you'll be happy. And that's what's creepy. But anyways, uh, I, I am good if you guys are good. Darius, you got yeah. any questions or anything? No, it was it was actually just nice to listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Darius took a I break. didn't really talk that much, but no, it was... Uh, it was a lot to uh, to take in, but it was like it was it was stuff that I really already knew. It was just connecting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, it, it, it is kind of. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is kind of weird to look back. Like honestly, it's definitely, it's weird to see it from a, a perspective of now. You know what I mean? Right. Like looking yeah, back like, to twenty twenty. It's like, what the fuck just happened? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it yeah. is. Exactly. That's my question. Yeah. Is what the fuck just happened? And nobody's asking this question. Like everybody's just. Well, I think there are people, right? There are people asking this question. It's just, it's, it's not the majority. Just like, you know, we, just like when we talked about uh, certain things, you know, how vaccines affect people or just COVID deaths or influenza deaths, people really don't care about that, that like 1%. Uh, it's in, today, the only 1% that people care about is the rich 1%. And I, I also feel like that's just a bunch of hoopla because, you know, they want us focus on that while we're still getting taxed the fuck out of and not defending ourselves instead we're attacking and shit like that. Or we're pointing fingers, you know, why not them instead trying to, you know, be like 
try to be active, try to go out there and promote good stuff for the betterment of, you know, people, right? Yeah. So, do you hear about that uh, whole tax thing that the that the house put up or whatever? I heard that they were trying to get rid of the federal uh, tax. I have heard nothing about this. Oh. I don't even know if that's still a thing. I really need to look into it. I know it would never get passed, but they they uh they set in something like that and then it was going to be a 30% consumer tax, so whenever you go out and buy like a t-shirt or whatever, you know, you got to pay a 30% tax. I but would literally throw a Molotov. Instead of <laughs> instead of paying federal tax? So you wouldn't pay any federal income tax. Wait, 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 wait. Third, wait, sorry, I thought you meant like 30% tax on consumer goods. I'm like, the, the fuck you mean? Bullshit. Yeah, like if you go buy a car, that's a 30% tax on that. Like, so if I go to Publix right now and I go buy like some fucking, you know, White and Castle frozen burgers. I don't, is it, do they tax well, no, food? No, actually, no, we actually don't have a state, uh, no, we they don't tax food here, no. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They don't tax food, I don't think anywhere, man. <laughs> All right, well, all right, fine. So, all right, fine. I go to I go to Target. All right. And yeah, and you go a CD. You go buy a ten dollar CD. Now instead of paying that. seven cents, like here in North Carolina, you're going to pay thirty cents. Yeah, I throw them all off. But you don't pay income tax. <laughs> you don't pay the federal income tax. We don't. No, we don't pay a state. Oh, so what? Pay that instead of a federal income tax. Right. So that means in Florida, you wouldn't be paying like federal or state tax. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's <laughs> less tax. You're getting text less. I don't care. I don't like change. Oh, okay. My bad. Didn't realize. Dude, this is why you want to go back to the Wild West. <laughs> you can yeah. sit there with your twisted tees and be on your VR set watching, you know, the vice president do things. And that's on you, man. Some VR bukkake. I just... <laughs> I just want to be out in the world and live, and I don't want to be inside in a cubicle. Bro, that that's all I want is to just, you know, explore the world freely. Deep uh, Cough but... wants to be in the cubicle with the VR set, <laughs> not doing anything. That's no, Don't lie. No, Deep Cough wants to be on a boat. Deep Cough wants to be coughing deep on, on some wildflowers. Yeah, man. <laughs> I like how Darius is like, wow, that was really lame. It doesn't matter. We're at the end of this, I'm pretty sure. Deep Cough, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you did say a lot of cool things. Uh, I think I think people could take this in, in a more positive light, and I hope that they do see that, uh, you know, we're not, you, you know, this isn't, we're not forcing this on you at all. Just, just we want you to know what's out there and what's available to you to even go research, you know, on your own. Like you may not think that, I mean, there's so many things that is, is just out there for us to look that are actual documents from the government. And it is crazy to look into. It's still there. That's like half the show. <laughs> That's like half of blue room insight is the, is these things that they have documents on, but yeah, no, like I, I do, I do want you guys to go out there and look, um, because, you know, the things, the way that uh, me and Deep Cough and Darius, the way that we interpret it, because all three of us, I mean, you can already tell, all three of us kind of interpret it the same, but we do have little differences here and there, you know? 
and that's that's just human nature and i think that uh getting your own i mean no matter what the facts are the facts whether how you feel or not right but you know we can we can interpret it a little different so it's still come out with the same outcome there's just a little different road in between the destination i guess but again thank you for coming deep cough